Like probably one of my favorite restaurants, I, and it's like kind of a little hidden gem. If you're in Orange County, California, at the Monarch Beach Resort Hotel, which used to be the St. Regis, there is a new steakhouse called Bourbon something. It's like a super popular, super famous chef who they brought in and he, they built out the restaurant. It's like, it's amazing. It's a five-star hotel. It's a fantastic place you don't want to stay there, but uh, right here by my house. But this... um. This restaurant's incredible. So we go there for date night. We got couples massage, and then we went there for a date night. Had amazing food, but it was, like, intense. Like, way too much. So much good food. I mean, it starts off with, like, amazing fry appetizers. Duck. Duck fat fries. Like, you think that's, uh, that sounds disgusting? It doesn't. Like, the fries are incredible. Like, it's crazy. They come out in super fancy cases, etc. They also have this uh, this chicken, this Mary's chicken, like roasted chicken, and they bring it out, and it's the entire chicken. It's not a large chicken. It's like this like nice-sized chicken. They bring it out in this super intense display. They cut it all up in front of you. They place it on plates all fancy with tongs, and everybody's watching. the, the It's like a show, right? It's like a literal show. You don't just got to cheer some chicken and good luck. It's like they bring the thing out. They cut it all right there in front of you. They put it into place, etc. And it's definitely for two, but I wasn't really feeling like chicken date night, so I ended up getting fish. My wife ended up getting the chicken, which means, of course, there's too much, right? There's just there's too many courses coming. By the time you usually get to your entree, it's like I'm too full. The rolls were too good. The fries, appetizers were too good. The appetizers we got were too good. The fr- salad was too good. By the time we get to the dinner, it's like I have no more room for this at dinner. So we ended up taking my wife's chicken and her sides. Uh, I decided to take them home. I normally don't take food out from home from a restaurant, but I was like, man, this stuff's so good. I will for sure eat it tomorrow. Well, we took it home and I did not eat it on Sunday, but I did eat it on Monday night, my friends. We, uh, we wanted to go to a particular restaurant with the kids for dinner, but it was closed. I forgot on Monday, so we're sitting there, and I'm like, well, let's go home. My wife made some some uh, some cheese tuna, no, some cheese melts and uh, toasted cheese sandwiches, and we had some soup. And I looked in the fridge, and lo and behold, there was the glorious chicken, my friends. The chicken and the mac and cheese and the asparagus. Now, asparagus microwaved and rewarmed up is not that good. But mac and cheese, you bet your ass. It's not like the normal mac and cheese. It's like gourmet mac and cheese plus the chicken. So I take the chicken. I take the mac and cheese. I put it on a plate. I warm it all up, ate it, and was absolutely pleased with the result. And the lesson I got from this is simply this. Sometimes... The old thing just needs to be warmed up. Sometimes the old thing just needs to be warmed up. Sometimes the old thing just needs to be warmed up. So think about this inside of marriage, right? Your marriage itself, like we get to a point, every marriage gets to a point, up and down, not a one time. It'll get there many times where you lose the spark, right? There's just so much going on with kids and work and life and stress. And, and next thing you know, you forget about each other. And one of the stories becomes, well, I need to get a divorce. You know, like, well, maybe you don't need to get a divorce. Maybe the story that you keep telling yourselves you need to get a divorce. But what if the actual story is you just need to warm that chicken and mac and cheese back up? 
Okay, look at businesses. People get into businesses and they get stuck in a rut or a plateau and they're like, oh, this business sucks ass. I want out of this business. It's horrible. It's this, it's that. And you're like, or maybe you just need to warm it up. Maybe you just need to dive back into it. Maybe you need to invest more time and energy into the business. Maybe the real focus is not about you trying to do something new. It's about warming up the thing that you have forgotten about. So my friends, my question for you in this Daily Fire is simply this. Where in your world across body being balanced in business do you find yourself in a place where you think you need new when really you just need to warm some old shit up? Where is that? Take out your warm-up and your weapon, aka journey your pen. Write that area down. Here is the area where I need to get some Mary's chicken and mac and cheese rewarmed up. And then the second question is, what are you going to do about it? What can you do today to start warming that shit up, put it on a plate and get it on a microwave and get it in your ballet? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, parable and our principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next daily fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends. All right, my friends. Well, welcome to another edition here of the Daily Fuel. We have been fueled up by a powerful principle inside of today's parable, which is this. Sometimes the old thing just needs to be a little warmed up. Sometimes the old thing just needs to be a little warmed up. We're going to be here in chapter nine inside of the code. We're having a little conversation around results. We've been handing down this path of be real, get raw, stay relevant with a ruthless commitment to big-ass results. Real, raw, relevant results, facts, feelings, focus, and fruit. Real, raw, relevant results, facts, feelings, a focus, and a fruit. A real, a raw, a relevant results, a feelings, a facts, a feelings, a focus, and a f- <laughs> focus, and the fruit. Yeah! All right, there's the little song. We're going to get started. Albert Einstein had a quote in this. He said, insanity... Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Doing things over and over again and expecting different results. Where in your world are you doing this? Like literally, where in the world are you doing this? Think about this cross, but core four, body being balanced business. Before we even jump into the actual topic, where are you doing this shit? You're repeating over and over and over again. Right, I'm gonna have to consider that one of the places you're definitely doing this is inside your relationship. And that applies directly to the principle today. Sometimes the old thing just needs to be warmed up. And warm by warmed up, it means like doing it differently. Like you've been doing life one way. You've been playing it one direction. You've been playing it from one, one, one concourse, one action, one perspective, which is I'm going to do it this way, this way, this way. And inside of doing that, you continue to do the same thing and you expect different results, but nothing's changing. Right? One of the things that, that ends up going is you tend to look at doing new, doing new, doing new, doing new. When sometimes we just need to warm the old thing up. Sometimes there's things inside of marketing, business, sales that we were doing in the past that we stopped doing. We stopped doing them in business. Why? I don't, I don't know. Right? We fall apart in it. So we're going to take that principle. Sometimes the old thing just needs to be warmed up. 
And we're going to link that up to Albert Einstein's insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And we're going to link that shit up to results and the fruit. We're going to start here on page 116. Again, I'm not reading the verse anymore. I'm not going to say one, two, three, like I did after doing that, like 90 or so episodes. Like, what the fuck am I doing that for? I'm going to stop saying that. So we're going to start in verse one. I'll tell you where we're going to stop. Results. They are all that matter in the end. You can argue all day long over the process, systems, ideology, worldviews, and about what a man is or is not. But the one thing you can't argue away, a man's results. Results are the great divide between the fakers and the players in life every single time. Did you do the work or not? That's why I love them, because results say, yes, I did the work. Or, no, I did not do the work. In the Christian Bible, it says simply this, by their fruit, results, you shall know them. You can know a lot about a man, but in the end, his results will always tell you the true story, not his words or his feelings. I had a friend of mine in college, funny little guy. Here's what he used to do. Oh, I've been working out really hard, dude. I've been working out really hard, but I'm still fat. Yeah, I know I can tell, dude, what's going on. I don't know, man. I'm just like really trying hard. It's just not working. Well, whatever you're doing is clearly not working. How about I train you? Really? Okay, go. We created this training regimen. We decided we're going to go show up at the gym every single morning at 5 a.m. Initially, I was impressed. He started showing up at the gym even earlier than I would. He would show up at the gym earlier, but see, he started pulling a little subtle game. He would show up early, turn on the treadmill, and then stand on both sides of the treadmill, allowing the belt to flow between his legs for about 10 minutes before I got there. Once I arrived, he would tell me he only, only had 10 minutes left in his treadmill total workout before we start our weights. Now, I bought this story for about a month. How was I supposed to know? I would show up and he'd still be running the treadmill right at 5 o'clock. Along with that, we also started adjusting his diet. But like the treadmill, it wasn't, or I wasn't around 24-7, so I didn't know what he was eating or not eating, etc. Except that I knew that I gave him the tools, which he told me he was following properly. Two and a half months down the road, and he like didn't look any different at all. So I knew it was time for me to call out the bullshit. One day after a session, I asked him, dude, what are you doing? What do you mean? I'm following the exact plan you created for me. Bullshit you are. No, dude, I am. I'm following exactly what you told me. If you were following exactly what I told you, you would have results, period. But your results right now tell me you're a liar. Now, he didn't admit that he was a liar at the time, but a day or two later, karma served itself up on a big silver platter for me, my friends. I decided to show up at the gym a little bit earlier that time instead of 5 a.m. I showed up at the gym at roughly a quarter to five. And I happened to see my friends stand sitting or sitting over the tide drinking a coffee. He walked over to the treadmill, turned it on, put his legs on both sides of the belt, and the belt began to move between his legs. I sat and watched him for the next 10 minutes as he watched the news, not moving as he drank his coffee with the treadmill going between his legs. I was thinking, there is no way he's been pulling this crap off the entire time. You've got to be kidding me. The reality, this reality confirmed 100% of my mind what I knew was true about his commitment or lack thereof to the program. I don't look any different. I'm still of weight. These were words he shared with me the night before. How is this possible, he asked. Well, standing there watching him, I had my answer. So I walked up to my friend. He's holding his coffee. Treadmill's running between his legs. And he thought he was still pulling one over on me. What the hell are you doing, I demanded. Uh, I was just taking a break, dude. I was just taking a break. He's stumbling, holding his coffee, spilling everywhere, getting back on the treadmill. We had the concluding conversation. Listen, I've been standing over there watching you for 10 minutes. You're full of shit. How long have you been doing this? I just started today. I promise. This was just today, dude. Don't lie to me. How long have you been doing this? After a pause, a few seconds, he admitted the whole time. Let me get this straight. You spent more time and energy trying to create this sadistic little plan of yours to avoid doing the work. It would have taken just as much energy to do the work as it took you to avoid the work. But you would have seen different results. I knew you were lying. So we're going to side DJ this. We ended up in verse 19. So here's the deal. <clears throat> now, oftentimes we sit inside of this conversation of the code and we, we don't actually want to deal with the fact of results. 
So much of society today is driven by reasons, right? They, they serve up reasons 24-7. Here's a reason why my business isn't working. Here's a reason why my marriage isn't working. Here's a reason why my spirituality isn't working. Here's a reason why my marketing's not working. Here's a reason why my teams aren't working. And they sit constantly searching, hunting from the game of fiction to find reasons for why their results are not what they are, right? So check this out. A person sets a standard for their life and says, okay, I want to go to ABC. But the problem is they can't go to ABC because ABC is a fantasy. Now, why is ABC a fantasy? ABC is a fantasy because they currently live in fucking the fiction. They live in the fiction. Right? You do this to yourself. You live in fiction. You don't tell your truth about where you are. You're not living by the code. You're not real. You're not raw. You're not relevant. And so you say you want results. And you tell me I want ABC, but you're built on fiction. And inside of fiction, here's what people offer up when they don't accomplish the fantasy. You ready for the case? crazy? This is the craziest shit of all time. So I'm sitting in reason, or I'm sitting in fiction. I say I want fantasy, but fantasy is fantasy. I will never obtain fantasy. So I do my duty. Say I set a 12-week challenge, or I set a three-week challenge, or a two-week challenge, or a weekend challenge, or one-week challenge. And I'm not living in the fiction, or facts. I'm living in fiction. So when I don't accomplish fantasy, which happens 100% of the time, okay, maybe 99.9% of the time, then I am constantly armed when I come from fiction with reasons, justifications, right, of why I didn't get the result that I said I was going to get, why this thing didn't happen, why I didn't create it. It's not my fault. It's not my fault it's because of one, two, three, that ABC didn't happen. One, two, three caused ABC to not be possible. You're like, seriously? Really? That's what you're going to deliver up? You're going to deliver up a bag full of reasons? Now, the challenge becomes that you are in most of your relationships, you are surrounded by people who accept your reasons as payment. It would be like calling, you know, calling the, the mortgage company. Hey, you know what? I, I, you know, this is a rough month. I did not, I did not make any, uh, you know, my wife, my wife got sick. You know, the dog gave my homework. And like a series of other reasons why you can't pay the mortgage. Now, they'll listen to you and then they're going to say, cool, we're going to ding your credit. You do it again, they're going to ding your credit. You do it a third time, you're going to go into, four sh- into, into uh, pre-foreclosure. You do it four or five times, your house will be foreclosed on. Goodbye. Six months later, no house. Right? The bank doesn't care what your reasons are. Here's the cool part. Scale doesn't care what your reasons are. Cancer doesn't care what your reasons are. Right? Bankruptcy doesn't care what your reasons are. Right, divorce, marriage, wife leaving you. This, there's no. You can have all the reasons in the world, but the reality is, if your results are not showing up, your results are not showing up. You don't deliver results. You don't deliver results. I can offer you up reasons all day long about why you shouldn't be hungry, but if I don't give you the results of food, you're still going to be hungry. No matter how creative I get, no matter how good I am at the conversation. See, and this is a fucking problem. You're really good at this. You're elite at hiding. You're elite at pulling my friend on the treadmill. Let's keep going. I'm going to go over here to verse 35. If my reasons are equal to my results and what I actually live in is a world that is driven upon reasons, not upon results, then this kind of life will never work out in the long term ever. The code is simple. Real, raw, relevant results. Notice the formula is not. Real, raw, relevant reasons. The latter formula will never work, yet it is the fastest way to mess up the game. When we stay committed to our reasons and righteousness, rather than the ruthless drive to produce the results we say we want. This is why I love to measure results. Measurements and numbers take the emotion out of the game like clockwork. This is possible with a number, I can say yes I did or no I did not accept it. Accomplish it, I have feeling on the other hand, can become a story. 
which will create complete confusion, leaving me in the land of maybe as I attempt to hit my target. For many men, it feels easier to not just look at the numbers as if somehow the results will be easier. The only numbers they want to look at are the ones that support their current behavior. If the numbers you're looking at are telling you are at, or let's see, if the numbers, shit, if the numbers they are looking at tell them they are failing and that behavior modification is mandatory, these are the numbers they will ignore blatantly and change so they don't have to change themselves. Well, Garrett, I'm feeling a lot of fear on my numbers when I look at them and don't say what I want them to say. That's okay. If you don't feel fear, you can't have courage. So just go find courage and let's go work to course correcting, course correcting the reality that you, that, that you, oh my God, I can't even read right now. Correcting the reality you have the courage to take, take a look at. Oh, Garrett, it's very nerve wracking and stressful to me to make this jump from my current patterns to my new ones. No shit. Are you serious? Did you think it was going to just float down from heaven in a little cute box of mana? Here you go. Here is your, I don't have to do the work to get the results of mana. Are you kidding me? That's not how life works. You've got to do the work, face the feelings telling you to stay down and shrink instead of remain standing up and expanding. A life driven by reasons is also a life governed by lies. I'm going to say that one more time. A life driven by reasons is a life also governed by lies. This is a lie that we're always going to feel comfortable doing what is necessary to change. Some of the most intense, invigorating decisions I've ever made in my entire life did not bring with it peace until after traveling through the valley of pain to the promised land. The peace did not come and the power was not acquired until I was willing to put myself into a decision that didn't make any sense as I leapt into the void of the unknown. I had no desire to leap, yet I knew I needed to do it in order to get the results I wanted. Society has told you you're supposed to feel really good at all the time. And if you don't, something's wrong with you and you need to stuff those feelings down. What am I going to have you, well, I'm going to have you consider is you can feel really good all the time, but you've got to change your story of what that entails. Sometimes for me, it feels really good to hurt as much as it does to feel pleasure. So as we sit here in this, this game of results, okay, and we ask ourselves when we come back to our principles, sometimes the old thing just needs to be warmed up, right? Oftentimes, the old thing inside of you and I is the truth. <clears throat> now, it's a conversation maybe you're not familiar with. Maybe you're really, really honest to you with yourself about and living a game of results inside your body, but when it comes to marriage, you're a lunatic, and maybe inside of marriage, you're absolutely passionate and you're connected to living in reality and results and you don't deliver up reasons, but in your business, you do. Justifications, reasons for why it's not working, why it's not successful, why it's not working out, why you don't have the money, why it's somebody else's fault, why it's this person or that person or whatever the fucking game is that you decided to play. And so we have this situation on our hands. We have this game on our hands. And what is a game? What is a situation? It's very, very simple. You need to make a decision to live in results. Like the land of results is a yes or no game. Yes, I accomplished it. No, I did not. It's only exactly where you are physically. Your body is what it is. There's nobody to blame. It's not your parents' fault. It's not the government's fault. Stop being a fucking pussy. It's nobody's fault. You can't blame anybody for this shit. You know, you know damn well why your body looks why it looks right now. Right? Look at your bank account. Don't be fucking surprised. You've been watching too much damn Netflix. Hanging out watching YouTube videos. And doing way too little work. Right? Your bank account's not a it's not a it's not a, a lucky game. You're not you're not fucking financial where you are by luck. It's not by default. And you can't provide any reasons that would justify why it is what it is. Now look at your marriage. Amount of sex you're having, communication, intimacy, connection you're experiencing. Not luck. But see, here's a cool part. If you could own the results inside of all of those, if you can own the fruit and the true results of where you are, 
then you leave the land of reasons and you live in the land of results. And when you have a foundation in the facts and the results, your fantasy future begins to morph itself into a foundational future, which is a future that's real, a future that's possible. Sometimes the old thing just needs to be warmed up. And sometimes the old thing that needs to be warmed up is the truth. So when you find yourself drifting and find yourself confused, bring yourself back to the game. Sometimes the old thing, just like microwaving my food from two days ago in the restaurant, is sometimes the best decision that needs to be made. Is just warm something up that was amazing and handle it today. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.